morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening. This is a special episode of quote-unquote NXT Talk, where we are going to be talking all things NWA. We're your hosts. I am Boris, and I am joined by the one, the only, the Matt. Bonjour! How is everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Shakedown 1979. Cool kids never have the time, Boris. How you doing this morning? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. I'm doing really good, actually. How are you, man? Oh, I'm a little, a little tired, a little groggy, but you know what? I'm, I'm gathering some energy right now. The ball is rolling downhill, and we're going, buddy. I love we're it. Right. As soon as we pre- press record, I'm ready. We're going to do this, and we're going to be talking all things NWA when our shadows fall. Pay-per-view, Sunday afternoon, and you know what? It's NWA, a product that, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the most familiar with but it's for sure a product that i am now interested in it's a product that in my opinion has um you know i I feel like it's building a lot of momentum and you know i think the 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 overall um impression is that this is a perfect jumping on point for the product yeah definitely jumping on point good way to put it i agree with that I think, especially today, there's so much wrestling and there's so much uh, stuff happening in wrestling. Even on each individual wrestling show, AEW Dynamite, great example. It's just packed, usually every week. NWA feels like it's trying. It's it's actively trying to slow the pace down, to slow every match down, and to kind of just let things breathe. And... Sometimes it can lead to maybe a little a rough match here and there. Not everything on this pay-per-view hit, but I appreciate that, Boris, a lot. I'm glad that someone out there is doing that, you know? We need it in wrestling today. Exactly, and you know, for me, what I really appreciate about NWA and the product that we got, especially yesterday's show or Sunday's show, is the fact that I feel that they, you know, and this is what I... We talk about AEW, but, you know, this show had a little bit of something for everyone. It had so many different styles of wrestling. It had different styles of booking. And then, you know, and then let's take away the the, the, the overall, like, whatever. It is what it is. But it also felt retro. It also felt like, you know, that studio wrestling that, like, if you grew up in the 70s and the 80s, it really, it, it really felt like you know, that classic retro show. Absolutely. Just the look of it, if nothing else, right? The old school NWA ring with the old, old school NWA logo. You got the flags hanging in the studio. Shout out to the question mark, Josephus. He's his flag is hanging up there too. That's very nice. But yeah, I, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly, man. Like it's, it's maybe an acquired taste, is the way to to talk about it. Like you, the first time you watch NWA, you might be like, "What is this boomer wrestling?" You know what yes. I mean. But I actually, I actually do like it. I think there's a lot of value in it. I think people are obviously like learning and growing in front of your eyes, and there's some good veterans as well. That's exactly it. And 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 like I said, I th- this is going to be the theme of the day. You know, it. This is a perfect jumping on point. So. You know, NWA has their weekly YouTube show, NWA Power, um, and, and, and you know, I feel like, you know, 
it doesn't get the attention that it deserves. Like I, but I also feel like you know, if you're in the know, if you're a patron, you're listening to this show. Chances are you've checked it out, and I know that they took a big hiatus, and you know they're back. So this is kind of like the first pay per view during the COVID era, let's say. And like I feel like overall, like it, it's a good product, but you know it's it. There's something to it. Like I don't know. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. There's there is a certain. Uh, element lacking maybe like for example i didn't think we had a single great match on this show per se now there were a lot of really good things but yeah i I think they're missing that one like star presence that one like you know like a kenny omega ish figure who can have that five star ish match like that real that real star having said that nick aldis is not a bad champion nick aldis is a really really good champion and that's the thing like like as you're saying that i'm like dude Nick Aldis, like he is yeah. the man. He's a superstar. Like NWA, Billy Corgan is so lucky to have someone like a Nick Aldis signed on his company, and like the way that they're using him, that the way the way that he's being booked, he's just booked like an absolute superstar. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, well put for sure. That that's what sets him apart. They're actually they've taken the time over the past five years, probably. To really put a point on it, like Nick Aldis, this guy, he is the Hulk Hogan. He is the Bruno Sammartino. He is the man. He is the star of this promotion. Exactly. So, you know what? Without further ado, we're just going to jump into things. But before that, we are NXT talk. We are done with traditional star ratings Every show we talk about a rating de jour and Matthew, Matt, what would you want to use as a rating on today's show? Got a couple ideas. It was a carnival theme to this one. We can do any number of carny things, but you know what, Boris? You know what? I'm actually going to, the, the carniest thing of all, let's go with dusty finishes on this yes. one. Let's go dusty finishes out of five. The carniest thing of all carny. Dumb, if we're hitting yeah, if we're going back into the old school wrestling era, how can you go old school without talking about Dusty Finishes itself? Yes, sir. So for the uninitiated, a Dusty Finish is quickly, it's where the baby face looks like he wins, but then at the last second, the referee reverses the decision and the heel comes out on top. More on this later. Exactly. So... NWA When Our Shadows Fall pay-per-view aired June 6, 2021 on Fight TV from Atlanta, Georgia's GB, sorry, GPB Studios. So, she opened this up with a video package that featured an animated black and white clown followed by a man playing a guitar. Various NWA highlights aired while the man played the guitar. Uh, Joe Galley, Tim Storm, Velvet Sky checked in from the commentary desk. Sky spoke about how excited they were and said there would be surprises. The trio read through the pay-per-view lineup. Yeah, I thought Velvet Sky did a really good job on this show. I was pretty impressed with her performance. All three commentators did well. Tim Storm didn't speak a lot, but all three commentators did well. Yeah, you know, I had zero issue with the actual commentary. Um, Before we get right into the first match... What did you think of the production 
of the look of the feel like w- w- like what did you think of the of the show overall like the look yeah well it was fine it was like the old school feel i feel like they were a little compromised they didn't they couldn't quite have a full crowd the whole shebang right so they're still they're still kind of dealing with the pandemic era so you got to kind of grade grade them on a curve and i thought it was pretty good i didn't i did not at all dig the carnival theme i don't get it i don't understand it i hated the name but once you actually got to the show once like the opening video package stopped and we actually got into the wrestling it was completely fine Exactly. You know, it really felt like an impact production. Like, it really felt like an impact show. Like, it's like, like you know, and, and, and I, I don't want to, like, compare them to someone else, but that's really how this felt, especially with the no crowd and stuff like that, and the production and the commentary and the and entire look and feel. Like, we always talk on NXT Talk, you know, about, you know, you have the match, the commentary and the production like those are the three things that we always talk about when we talk about our matches yeah no absolutely and yeah like i said like the the opening video package i was a little weirded out by i didn't really dig the theme of the show but it wasn't like there was a huge set and it wasn't like it was hitting you over the head with the carney theme as soon as the show started it was just nwa wrestling boris Exactly. So as we're talking about NWA wrestling, let's just jump into it. So match number one featured the end, Pero and Odinson versus Mekowolf and Bestia 666 versus Marshy Rocket and Slice Boogie versus Sam Rudo and Sal Renaro with Danny Deals in a four-way tag match. So this is a quintessential mat match, a four-way tag match. What did you think of it? I loved it. I, uh, I This is uh, like uh, we talked about it last week, but I'm a sucker for these kinds of matches. I just love the chaos of it. I just love the energy, the action. And when they're done right, they're, they pretty much can never disappoint. And this was done right. It was really, really good. All four guys stood out. I really like Slice Boogie, uh, Slice Boogie and Marche Rocket. They they were both really impressed me. Slice Boogie especially was kind of the glue that held this match together. He it really seemed like he was doing a lot of work in there. He was really featured throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah, I thought this match was pretty pretty entertaining. A proper pay per view opener for sure. That's exactly it, right? It was the proper pay per view opener. You know, you, it was just action, like end to end action. Four teams is trying to sh- give you a good time, set the tone for the entire match, and I really had a lot of fun with it. Um, so essentially, Bestia covered Rocket and got the pin while everyone else was down at ringside. Um, yeah, like it was, it was a, it was a fun match. Yeah, so Bestia hits a muscle buster on Rocket, and then I believe Mecha Wolf comes off the top with a 450 splash for the win. He pins uh, Marche Rocket in, I think, eight minutes, 45 seconds in that one. Yeah, man, I thought this was a pretty good opener. Uh, yeah, for a long time, I was like, oh, no, is this going to be the best match on the show? But yeah, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. A uh, shout out to Mecha Wolf and Bestia 666. Uh, they performed well. Also, as we said, shout out to Slice Boogie. I want to see more of this kid. He looked pretty impressive. Yep. All right. So Kyle Davis, who was dressed as Circus and Ringmaster, conducted a brief interview with Pope on the interview set. Um, Pope went to the ring, 
Davis introduced Tyrus and Austin Idol. Tyrus pulled Davis' top hat off his head. Tyrus said he would be in the NWA Championship match if it wasn't for Pulp. Uh, Tyrus dedicated his match to his love, Alev Charity, uh, which he said was horribly mismanaged. The broadcast team explained that it was Pope's charity. So this led us into match number two of the day, which was for, sorry, it was a non-title match for the NWA TV belt, uh, Pope versus Tyrus with Austin Idol. Yes. Okay. So two things. Uh, first, I actually uh, kind of like this promo, and I really appreciated that the announcers explained what was happening because Tyrus, the former Brodus Clay, I don't think he was enough of a dick. I don't think he was enough of a heel to really tell the uninformed viewer, a.k.a. me, what exactly the storyline was. So we needed the announcers to say, actually, Tyrus is talking about the Pope's charity, and yep. he's doing like a donation to try to one-up him to try to be a dick. We needed that because that wasn't clear. Uh, secondly, we needed to uh, rate the first match. Just briefly, I thought that that, uh, that first match, the four-way tag, we're going to go three and a half dusty finishes out of five. It's a 70% dusty finish percentage. Dusty finish percentage. It was a good good opener. Not great. Really solid. Liked all th- uh, eight men in that one. Okay, back to this match. Tyrus versus the Pope featuring Austin Idol, Boris. Austin Idol, the manager of Brodus Clay. Yeah, I know. I, I, that was like, when I was watching this, it's like, oh man, this is someone I haven't seen in how many years? But I love the fact that you brought the, brought up the fact that the commentators did a great job of explaining things. Because I gotta say, you know, they did a good job of explaining the stories. Like, as a viewer who doesn't watch this product, all the time um you know i feel like they did a good job of explaining what's going on who the face is who the heel is and why these two or three or how however many people are fighting are actually in this match yeah they needed it and i I feel like for nwa pay-per-views especially but any pay-per-view should be treating the audience as though they're new. You know, any pay-per-view should be like explaining to the crowd as though they're getting people on board for the first time. They should know that that's going to happen. So I appreciate it. Thank that's you, exactly National it. Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, you know, we've used this term, jumping on point. It's a term commonly used in comic books, you know, after a major storyline. It's like a jumping on point because, like, you know, everything is calmed down. And this is exactly what a wrestling pay-per-view could, should be. And this pay-per-view, in my opinion, was a perfect jumping on point. So, 100% agree, brother. So, jump going back to this match, Pope... Versus Tyrus, what did you think, man? It was interesting. It was a little too long for my tastes. Uh, Tyrus had a little too much offense. It was a little. It was a lot of slow healing. Brodus Clay. Um, I think Brodus Clay is like a pretty good. He's not. He's not like Bam Bam Bigelow there, but he's a pretty good like fun babyface big man you know what i mean like a bam bam bigelow type pokemon although he's not close to that level uh, of athleticism and charisma but that's the kind of role that i like to see him so when he's a heel and he's got to kind of control a lot of the match and it's just it's just kind of bad offense i i don't know i it didn't really land with me but you know what i really like the pope in this match i thought the pope worked hard he tried to keep it together he sold his ass off and uh I thought the Pope willed this to be slightly above average. 
Yep, that's exactly it. You know, I got to say, like, Tyrus reminded me, like, of an older Bronson Reed, the colossal man himself, who we always praise yes. on NXT Talk, you know, but a little slower, a little older, but it was kind of like that style of Pokemon, as you say. Like, it was like this big, rough guy. Um, so, but yeah, like, overall, this match, it was what it was, but I got to agree, it was a little too long. It was about 10 minutes. 25 seconds. Um, Pope hit double knees to the back of Tyrus. He got up in a jaw, um, in jawing at Idol. While Pope and the referee were tied up, Idol slipped something to Tyrus, who hit Pope with a heart punch and scored the pin. So, you know, the end was a little, it came out of nowhere. It was a little meh, but I gotta say, they put the effort in, they told a good story, and it was what it was. Yeah, I mean, 10 minutes felt longer than 10, honestly. But, yeah, Pope tried hard. Austin Idol is a fine manager outside. I, I kind of like the healing that uh, Tyrus was doing. This wasn't terrible. I, I'll never go back and watch it again. But uh, it was good for what it was. Exactly. And, you know, with Tyrus winning in a non-title match, you know, I'm sure that now Tyrus is going to get a title shot for the TV title. But, and again, you know, this might be dumb to say and I, I'm not quite sure why this was a non-title match but like for me it's kind of weird on a pay-per-view for you to have a non-title match I agree with that I agree with that point I think it was just to keep the feud going to give Tyrus the win to do the whole angle like the the brass knuckles heart punch thing that he did that's probably why they didn't put the title on the line but yeah is is that kind of like a ripoff perhaps you could argue I can see that and, you know, I think this is a perfect time to mention, you know, when you think of our star rating or our rating system of dusty finishes, this match kind of started a trend, in my opinion, of, you know, these dusty finishes. I mean, if you look down the card, man, you might be right. You might be kind of onto something here, buddy. Yep. Anyways, with that said, Matteo, Matthew, yes. how many... How many uh, dusty finishes would you give this bad boy? We're going to go three dusty finishes out of five. It's 60%. I think the Mendoza line is two and a half. That's like an average match. And I do think the Pope worked hard enough that I would say it was above average. He really did try. There was a good little self-contained story. Having said that, I'd never want to see it again. And I'm, I'm pretty okay never seeing Tyrus again. God bless him. I know, right? Uh, so we're going to just jump into the next stuff going on. So after the match, Tyrus took top head and put it on his head before heading to the back. And But this leads us into match number three. And this was a match that I was honestly looking forward to. It was Thunder Rosa and Melina versus Kylie Ray and Taryn Terrell. Yeah, I had no idea really what to expect with this match. But yeah, I really liked it. All four impressed me. Taryn Terrell. What a character. What a right? personality. Right? By far, by far to this point, the most charisma, the most character on the show came from Taryn Terrell. By like, far. Yeah. The team of Kylie Ray and Taryn Terrell just fantastic. Like Kylie Ray, you know, and I'm, I'm not we're not gonna get into it. We're not gonna get into like, you know, the quote unquote issues and, you know, the what she's struggling with and stuff like that. But in my opinion, this team just had so much character, so much charisma, and I'm so happy that NWA officially signed Kylie Ray because I feel like it's a fantastic pickup. Anyone who can have Kylie Ray 
um, you know, it's just a better women's division. Absolutely. And yeah, let's, we don't need to like litigate Kylie Ray's entire career. I'm glad she's there. I think she's really talented and I kind of like the little twist they put on her character in this match. I thought it was really clever. It's got a lot of potential. I don't know. Uh, enough about the NWA to trust that they'll tell a story properly, like from start to finish. But I really like this current direction. Yep. So the ending kind of came out of nowhere. That's the one pitfall of this match is that, you know, this match was quite short and it kind of came out of nowhere, you know. And again, I kind of felt like this was a classic um, you know, the WCW Saturday night Crockett promotions ending. Like it just kind of, it just happened. Um, so Rave rolled up Melina, uh, as she was holding her tights, got the win at eight minutes and 55 seconds. Yeah. So let's repeat that. Kylie Ray rolls up Melina and pulls her tights and Kylie Ray busts out a little heel move. Yeah. And- as she's leaving, as she's leaving the ring, she kind of looks like sheepish, like bashful, like oh, oh, like oops, did I cheat? Oh, oh, lol. And then she walked away. I thought this was really clever. This could be a good little way to turn Kylie Ray heel, as kind of like a completely unaware, like the lack of self awareness to this character, kind of like similar to what Bailey was doing when she first first turned heel, but she's kind of gone away from that. But I, I really thought this was clever. I thought there's a nice little bit of nuance to this Kylie Ray character that had none, had zero nuance coming into this match. Oh man, I really wish you didn't bring Bailey up because, like, like, it, you know, it's so easy to compare Bailey to Kylie Ray. Like, it is the easiest thing humanly possible. But I have to agree with you that it's kind of like it's starting this. Uh, you know, the seeds are there, and I'm actually quite interested to see what happens with this character now. Like, you know. There's something going on. They have something planned, and I am bought into this. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, uh, Thunder Rosa and Melina, Thunder Rosa especially, but Melina's pretty good. You know, she's fine. She's a fine wrestler. But, yeah, Thunder Rosa is one of the best in the business. So this was this was going to be pretty good. I I liked the storytelling. I liked everything about this match. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yep. So with that said, Matthew, how many dusty finishes would you give this bad boy? So, yeah, so uh, that is Kylie Ray rolls up. I believe it was Melina uh, for the win in eight minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, this is fine, man. This was uh, I think this was a solid B. That's a solid uh, three and a half dusty finishes out of five. Uh, perhaps I'm being a little generous to this one. But you know what? I just really liked it. I thought it was a, a fine match. Yep. Sadly, it was a B for my books. Exactly. And then we jump into a match that I think you and I were both looking forward to, and that's match number four of the night, which is JTG versus Fred Rosser. Yes, sir. So this is the one where it really struck me, the difference in styles and how scientific and how slowed down the NWA is. I think this was like a a shockingly slow match. In a good in a good way, it wasn't bad, but it was just not nearly what I was expecting. It was an extremely scientific wrestling match. Not only that, but the comment that I made earlier about like Crockett Promotions, NWA, WCW, Saturday Night, this match really felt like it was made and built for you know for for that. Like yeah. I, I, like it was a short match and. Similar to the previous match with the women, the ending came out of nowhere, and it was what it was, and we accepted it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, like, 
And this goes to show you where and how the NWA promotion is different from everyone else. It's not like AEW where it's, you know, false finishes galore. It's not NXT where it's overbooked galore. It's not, you know, um, WWE where, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's like, garbage this is where, where it's just trash. <laughs> yeah. But th- like it, th- at this point, watching this show, this is where I'm really starting to see what the NWA is all about and how they want to book themselves and how they want to feature themselves. And it's like that different style where a match can end out of the blue. It's kind of like that actual real fight feel. Yeah, exactly. Well put. If you wanted to be cynical, we've said this already in the show. If you wanted to be cynical, you call it boomer wrestling. It does seem maybe like it's aimed perhaps at an older audience, but I got to tell you, man, I appreciate it, especially because it's so different from everything else out there. Yep. JTG, Fred Rosser. I got to say one thing. JTG looked amazing. Like, he is in the best shape I've ever seen him. Yeah. Okay. So, JTG is on that Scott Steiner diet. Not quite that bad, mind you. But, like, JTG is shockingly jacked. He is like, whoa, this guy got huge. Like, he's ready for one final run. He's trying to get that call from Vince McMahon, it looks like. Yeah, it's insane how big this guy is. Like, oh, my God. So, the ending. JTG caught Rosser in an inside cradle, scored the pin at 9 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, it was it was coming off uh, after like a really interesting backslide spot where they like both fought and fought and fought for this backslide. Neither man were, was able to, to you know procure said backslide, and then JTG gets a quick roll up one two three. That's it. This to this point, it was it was a little slow going, but to this point, this was my favorite match on the show. I thought it was really good. I, it might be an acquired taste. You might not agree because it was a very scientific match, but it just was so far out of left field. It was not what I was expecting, and both guys really delivered on what they set out to do. So I liked it a lot. That's exactly it. Like, and 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 again, I go back to like the NWA. It's just like this is us. This is what we're doing. Like, we're we're not not every and 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 I feel like this needs to be repeated because this is a complaint that we have about NXT and AEW, where you know not every match needs to be this thirty minute banger. You can tell a great story. You can have a great match in inside 10 minutes. And this match, that's kind of what it felt like. Absolutely. You don't need to hit a certain quota of spots or fancy dives or a certain amount of time to pass the level of good. I thought this was very, very good in nine minutes and 55 seconds of, or sorry, nine minutes and 30-ish, 35-ish seconds of just scientific wrestling, just working for backslides and uh you know, inside cradles and such. Yep. And like, you know, we're trying not to use this term like in a bad way, but this match literally was boomer wrestling. Like it was a good wrestling match and the ending came out of nowhere and it was simple and like it, 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 I liked it for that sense. So with that said, how many dusty finishes would you give this bad boy? So yeah, we're going to go three and a half for this one as well. It wasn't great, but it was very, very good. And to my uh, to my tastes, it was probably the best thing on the show so far. So shout out to JTG and Fred Rosser both. I hope they both get another look from WWE if that's what they want in their career. But yeah, both guys look great, man. They're both making a, making a run at this. You know, I, and, and that's exactly like Fred Rosser. Like, um, have you seen how he is in New Japan? Like there are, I've uh, seen like, 
yeah, New Japan Strong. I've seen yeah. like one match of his, a New Japan Strong. I've seen like one or two max. Like, no, I don't watch it every week. Yeah, same. Like, like he's like, I like what he's doing. Like, I, like he, I feel like he's finally in a good position where he can redefine his career. Yeah, absolutely. He's a. He, it's funny because he's never like. He was never given an opportunity to get out of the starting blocks in WWE. So he's kind of like not spoiled at all. He's not like he doesn't have like some kind of WWE stink on him just because he didn't get a chance to ever do anything. It's not like a Zack Ryder where he was actively made to look like a fool for so long. Yeah. You know, it's he, he's kind of like an unmolded sculpt, uh, unmolded piece of clay to sculpt, you know. Exactly. So I think there's a lot of potential in this Fred Rosser. I really do. I love the way that you put that. So, <coughs> Rosser looked eh. He was not happy. JTG helped him to his feet. They all left the ring, and that was that. And this lead us, like, at this point, I look at the clock. I look at how many matches are left. I'm like, oh, Lord, this is going to be a short pay-per-view. Because in my opinion, I was expecting, you know, two and a half, three hours, you know, six matches, um, you know, in a typical pay-per-view this would be a two and a half three hour uh show but no at this point we're just like barely over an hour and just like i like this yeah this was fine man this was like an hour shorter than your average monday night raw you know what i mean like this was a very easy nice watch you can yeah. say that about the nwa and just like this podcast we're 30 minutes in in the second last match, and you know we're just third keep, last match. Yes, third last match, and we're just gonna keep like pumping through. It's just like I loved it. Uh, so the next match was match number five of the evening, which was Aaron Stevens and Kratos versus Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis versus Crimson and Jax Dane in a three-way for the NWA Tag Titles. This was another match that I had quite a bit of interest in all things considered and matt did it deliver i gotta tell you i hated this match i did not like it at all i thought it was extremely boring i was not i was not entertained really at any point i thought this was like this was easily the worst match on the show and an actively bad match I really did not like it at all. I thought it was just slow and boring. And uh, opposite of the previous match, which was slow and interesting and slow and story driven and it was a competition. This was just boring. This is just poor wrestling, in my opinion. No, I agree. Like it was okay. It was. uh, I, I think I liked that a little more than you, but it was a little longer in my opinion, than it should have been. Um, and I just felt like there was no chemistry among anyone in this match. Like, it kind of felt, again, like this random TV show where we just have three teams and we're going to throw them in the ring and we're going to see what happens. It didn't feel pay-per-view quality for me. Now, I, yeah, million percent agree. Zero chemistry, 15-minute match, ends with a low blow and a roll-up. Just like, eh, just a big meh burger. Just a yep. nothing burger here. Ex- exactly. So Kratos low-blowed Crimson and pinned him while the referee was clearing the belt from the ring. Stevens covered Crimson. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, it's like, it just came out of nowhere. Like, boom, done. Um, and, 
you know, I know we've been talking about like, you know, we like this because the matches can end how, however and whenever. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I just didn't like how this one happened. No, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't anything to it. Tag team champions retain 15 minutes of a bad match. There's so much good tag team wrestling out there these days. This was the only thing on the show that I felt it was a waste of my time to watch. Do you know what I mean? Don't yep. go out of your way to watch this match. Yep. And then we will move on because it is time for your championship matches and the next Wait. match. Oh, yes. Before we go there, I guess we might as well <laughs> rate this bad boy. Yeah, so I think this is on the level of some of the worst things we've seen on our podcast. I'm going to go one dusty finish out of five. It is a 20%. It is a sizable, pretty huge fail. Not not an, an embarrassment to pro wrestling, not like a Vince Russo level fail, but a pretty big fail. Wow, you really didn't like this. I, I especially like, yeah, like 15 minutes of this match. Like, nah, nah, dude. No, <laughs> it, it did not land with me. Yeah. And it was kind of tough because like, I, I like at this point, I'm like, okay, we have our championship matches and this match for me was just like, oh, it just, it just, it felt like long. And like I said, it just felt like they were going through the motions. Like they talked about what this match is going to be laid out and they were like, as they were trying to finish the match they were thinking now i need to do this and then we're gonna do this like it just didn't feel natural didn't feel good so whatever it is what it is and this leads us into uh match number six of the evening which was for the nwa women's championship which saw serena deeb versus camille and i think nobody predicted the ending and the winner of this one yeah, I didn't see this coming. Now, I think this uh, raises an obvious question. Is Serena Deeb done with the NWA? Or more specifically, is she is she now transitioning to an uh, to a full-time AEW gig? Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Like I think it's, you know, it's 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 kind of like one of those, okay, so I guess spoiler alert, Camille beat Serena Deeb. She is now your NWA women's champion in a shock to everyone and that was the first thing i thought was is serena deeb now done with the nwa like the way even this match ended it kind of felt like it was kind of like you know you know a, a, a thank you for for working with us and now you're yeah. gonna move on like it just felt like there was a closure and 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 like like you know no point of of or, or or a seed of anything to move forward with this feud. Yeah, I I 100% agree. It was subtle. It wasn't like they dropped confetti from the fucking roof. You know what I mean? But I do I 100% agree. It kind of seemed like a subtle little thanks goodbye farewell. If if it was that, but it was it was definitely like a, a shout out to Serena Deeb at the end of this. And honestly, I think. As much as Taryn Terrell was like a star and her charisma and her star power stood out, you saw like the professionalism and just Serena Deeb was the best wrestler on this show. And you could tell instantly, man, like as soon as she gets out there, she just it's like she's doing a different thing. It's like she's in the NBA and the other wrestlers are in college. You know what I mean? Like it really is like a noticeable difference. She just looks like a, a professional just about a, a champion of this business. Yep. And I got to say, like, not only is Cerny Dib, like, just naturally talented, but 
you know, being on AW, I feel like she's got this like uh this know-how like that 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 I don't know what of being on TV regularly and that 100% translates into how she is for this promotion. Yeah, it's a comfort and it's a confidence, Boris, I think is is what it is. She's just so comfortable and so confident. Yep. So Camille set up for a power bomb. Deeb countered into a pin for a two count. Camille came right back, speared a Deeb before covering her and getting the three count at 14 minutes and 20 seconds to win the NWA women's title. Yeah, surprising finish. Camille looked well. Camille looked great, possibly because Serena Deeb made her look great. I think it was probably the best match of Camille's career. I, I I've never seen a better one. I'm not a huge Camille head, of course. But yeah, this was an average. This was a Tuesday night for Serena Deeb. This was a day at the office. You know what I mean? I've seen her have better matches. The one she had with Rio uh, a couple weeks ago was was amazing. Probably better than this. But this was still. The match of the show, I think, pretty safely. I think Serena Deeb just shows up and has the match of the show. You know, that's yep. what she does. That's exactly it. So with that said, Matt, how many uh, dusty finishes would you give this bad boy? So, yeah, I wouldn't quite say it was great. So we're going to go the, the we're going to go pretty close, as close to great as you can get without being great. So that's three and three quarters. That is a 75 percent. That is a B plus in Canada. Three and three quarter dusty finishes for this one. Good ass it. match. Way to go, girls. It. Exactly. Congrats to both of them. This was a, like for me. This was match of the night. I really enjoyed this one. Um, and you know, hundred percent agree. If Serena Deeb ends up on a W, I'm not quite sure what her contract situation looks like. It's like you know that division for sure just needs a star, and Serena Deeb is that star. And this leads us into the main event of the evening. And it was for the NWA World Championship, as we saw Nick Aldis go up against Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, interesting. So, Boris, I was on record. I thought this was going to be the day that Trevor Murdoch wins that title. And you know what? With the finish they did, with the whole little shenanigans, and with the promo that Trevor cut after... I think I'm on to something. I was just a show or two early. Trevor Murdoch's going to win this title. They're going to put the NWA title on Trevor Murdoch. It's just not going to happen yet. But I'm on to something here, boys. They're going to do it. Dude, honestly, that's 100% what I thought. It's like, you know, I thought there was going to be more shenanigans and somehow Murdoch was going to, like, get the win and you're going to, like, claim victory over the world. Um, (laughs) But, Yeah. yeah, I feel like this show was like a a starting point of a very long feud between these two like you know i feel like this is not or clearly this is not it right like there was shenanigans this didn't end in a great way and this leads me to a question matt you know you have a pay-per-view people are spending money on your pay-per-view this is your championship match should it end in a dq I think it's totally fine. I think it's completely and totally fine. You can't do it every time, but Boris, it's still wrestling. It's still fake, quote unquote. It's gonna there's gonna be some hokey bullshit from time to time. If you if you end every show on a disqualification, then that's dumb. That's bad. That's you're at that point you're screwing your fans over. Once, once or twice, that's a storytelling device, man. That's just that's just writing, you know? It's fine. It's fine in yeah. my opinion. 
Yeah, it's just I just feel like we we become accustomed to like legit endings. What you what you consider legit endings, you know, that's very much yeah. up for debate. But like I feel yeah, like yes. there's always a winner and a loser and you know, yes, this match had it, but it's like you didn't have the three count. Um, you know, and it's for sure better than beating someone with an elbow drop. <laughs> Diesel. Um, you know, so like <laughs> first of all, First of all, I have a Randy Savage poster hanging in my room. How dare you? In my house, above my TV, not even in my bedroom. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually 100% agree with you, though. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, it's it, it was a good match, but yeah, man, I think I actually think I liked the choice more more than like not even all oh, were re ripped off. No, no, no. I thought this was a good decision, and I liked it because they needed to give Trevor Murdoch some kind of babyface juice. They needed to actually give him something that's more than you know, like they we like him backstage, and he's been he's been a treat to the NWA. So we're gonna put the title on him. No, like the fans actually needed to kind of feel some of that too. And this was this was very clever. I thought it was pretty good. Yep. So Aldis um, dropped an elbow on the back of Murdoch. Aldis jawed at Murdoch, uh, went back up to the top, went for another elbow drop, but Murdoch rolled out of the way. Murdoch grabbed a chair, um, and he actually hit Aldis with a chair. Murdoch put Aldis in a leg lock submission hold. At this point, the referee got back into the ring, called for the bell. Murdoch thought he won, but the referee disqualified him. So, I gotta say, I liked the visual of this because it felt chaotic. It felt like, what's going on? Like, like, who's gonna win? Who's gonna lose? Like, there was a lot going on at this point. The execution of the dusty finish was nice. I, I I agree with that. They pulled it off in a good way. It felt chaotic. It felt like uh oh, oh like yeah like definitely chaotic is the right word. It, it felt as though there was a a, a situation. Doings are transpiring, Boris. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to talk about what happened after the match before we get the rating? Uh, yeah, well, sure. I, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was just the announcers after the match selling the the shock and the terror. Tim Storm especially, just really almost like, well, Velvet Sky almost in tears, just sad for Trevor Murdoch, and Tim Storm just disgusted. This isn't what the NWA is about, Boris. It's not about these finishes. It's it's men and women competing. Athletes. I, I just yeah. really like the announcers. I, I thought they did it. I thought the announcers did an incredible job of, of putting this over at the end. I, I was agree. really impressed by Tim Storm and Velvet. Yeah, that that's exactly it. Like, I feel like they told a great story and like, there's for sure setting something up for something in the future down the line. Um, and like I said, I, I think I got to agree with you. Like I, I do think Trevor Murdoch is at a point where he will be the one to take it off. Nick Aldis. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. I don't see any point in doing like Nick Aldis versus Kenny Omega or Nick Aldis versus Cody again. God bless him. I don't see any point in doing that. Maybe down the line. Maybe if you want to like kind of try to try to goose the NWA title up a little more. But I think Aldis has done it by himself. I think he's raised this title back to a respectable level. And I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even bother. Let him tell his own stories with his own company. And I yep. hope Trevor Murdoch does take it from him down the line. Yep. I was actually speaking with someone last night about this show, who and, and they said this was a classic NWA 
finish. Like, you know, just, 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 you know, it's all about, uh, uh, you know, st- setting the seeds, like setting the stakes, setting, yeah. setting, telling a story for the future. Well, then, I mean, they call it a dusty finish because Dusty did it so many times in the NWA, right? Of course, yep. it's a classic NWA finish, but I, I, I definitely agree. We see, we see the direction that they're going from this point. We see like Nick, all this has disrespected the company. He's disrespected the title and Trevor Murdoch is fighting for that honor, that old school NWA wrestling. Exactly. And that's going to be the story for the next show. That's going to be where we're at, where Nick, all this is this like dick bag who disrespected the company. Who's all about tradition. And you have Trevor Murdoch who wants to bring that, you know, respect, Respectable quality back into your championship. So at the end of the day, it gave us something to look forward to. So, you know, you might be upset with the finish, but this is going to lead to a bigger and better match, hopefully. Yeah. And my prediction is uh, Murdoch versus Aldis at the next pay-per-view. Two out of three falls, similar to the old, you know, like the the Lou Thez and the, the Vern Gagne matches, the two out of three falls NWA title back in the day. I think that would be a, a nice way, and I think that's a good way to put the belt on Trevor, you know what I mean? I love that idea because I was literally going to ask you, all right, so they're going to fight again. What stipulation should it be? Because if I know anything about my 70s, 80s wrestling, is that this is going to lead into a match yeah. with a stipulation of sorts. So, yeah, I'm definitely saying two out of three falls or, of course, dog collar match. No, it's got to be two out of three falls. Let's go two out of three falls for this one. I think that would be really great. Yep. And uh, in terms of rating, what would you give this match? Uh, I think this was the second best thing on the show. It was better than everything except the women's match, but it was still around the same level. Like, I don't think it was great. So we're going to call it three and a half dusty finishes around the same level as the opener around the same level as the JTG match. I think it was slightly better, but the, the best match on the show was the women's title match. Yep. Agreed hundred percent. So that was the show. It was, it literally wrapped up in two hours and even the two hours, you know, you had back to back matches, barely any promos, um, tons of action. And at the end of the uh, main event there was like a good 10 minutes where it was just like they're trying to tell a story of you know trevor murdoch just getting upset and 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 you know and screwed and all this so you know you had a very solid two-hour show yeah absolutely extremely watchable though there was not a great match on it extremely extremely watchable easy to to uh, digest easy to take in I really liked it. Now, if I were to pay money to to like be sure 100%, no matter what, they have my money locked in next time. I'd need to see a classic, like a like a it's one four starish match. You know, we need we need one Kenny Omega in there. We need one guy having like a, a 15 20 minute kind of like classic. You know, like a modern speedy fast i think it would stand out so much in this uh particular company to have somebody working that modern style and ha- put them in there for 15 minutes i agree 100 with you but like let's go back to kind of like what we were talking about and using this as a jumping on point do you think this pay-per-view um sold the nwa to fans that were they are going to watch power and you know the next <laughs> pay-per-view 
I think I think so. I can only speak for myself, and it did me. I kind of get the vibe. I like a lot of the wrestlers. I like some of the characters. I really like the announcing. So I think so. I think it did. It did for me anyway. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100% with you. For sure got me a, like, you know, I do watch NWA Power here and there. It's not like regularly on my to-watch list, but, you know, we will be talking about this a little more. And I feel like, you know, this pay-per-view was a good jumping on point. Um, you know, you're introduced to the characters in NWA. You Here's the thing. You're introduced to what the NWA is about. You're introduced yeah. to how they're different from AEW and NXT and WWE. Exactly right, man. Exactly. And yeah, your mileage may vary. Maybe you don't want to see the slower paced, the more like the the more digestible wrestling, but I think we desperately need this. I think this this industry needs this particular show so badly. I'm very glad it exists. Yep. Uh, and that's the thing I thought it was a fun show I thought it was like a very solid two hours I thought it was a great jumping on point and I really do think that you know if you know if if you haven't catched or watched this show you know I feel like this is something that you should go out of your way to watch I feel like this gives you enough you know differentiation this is different enough from everyone else that we've been listing and it's a it's a like i said it's a fun watch it's different um it feels very old school like we've called it boomer wrestling and you know i kind of feel like you know dan and joe would would have appreciated this show that's rude <laughs> no but i agree <laughs> i i think like yeah that's not it's not meant to be an insult it's just for like for for the people out there who think AEW is too busy and they think there's too much going on on your average wrestling show and nothing has a chance to actually settle in and you can't really pay attention to anything because so much is happening, try NWA out. Because honestly, because they, they actively try to slow it down for that reason. And it's working. Yep. So with that said, um, how many... Dusty finishes, would you give this overall show? No, I know. It was a solid seven. We're going to go three and a half for the for the whole show. Three and a half Dusty finishes out of five. It was a solid 70% show. I, I think it was lacking that classic match, that like match of the year contender, even like a low end match of the year contender. Didn't really have that, but it was very entertaining. Extremely easy show to watch. 100%. With it being under two hours, I, f I feel like that was a perfect time. I feel like it gave you enough know-how and like just, just enough of a taste of the NWA and what this product is going to give you. And like I said, this is a great jumping on point and you should try to go out and watch the show. And that is exactly what we are going to do because as the Young Guns, we're going to keep watching more of this stuff and we're going to talk about it in some shape, way, or form. We will be announcing something very soon. You like that tease? Yeah, it was good. Good tease. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, we have we have things coming all the way up and down the month, up and down the next couple months. Canada Day, July 1st. Keep your eyes locked. Keep them peeled. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, New Japan Dominion's probably wrapping up right as we speak. It's yes. an exciting time in this wrestling business. It really is. I gotta say, I really had a lot of fun watching this show. Like, like 
I'm sure we've said a thousand times, but this is a great jumping on point. Um, you know, if, if, if you want something different, you know, if you're not into false finishes, if you're not into, you know, um, you know, 25 minute matches for one pin, this is the product for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A, a, a little, a little bit of an old school feel. Uh, I'd slowed down pace, but in the nicest and best way possible. Not because they're bad, because they're trying to do it. Because they're trying to throw you a different look at professional wrestling. And it is appreciated. Thanks, Billy Corgan. Yep. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, let us know what you thought of this. We're going to be calling these like micro reviews. Um, you know, we're going to try to actually talk in shorter amount of time but give you what you need to know about the show um in in a shorter amount of time so let us know what you think and there's a few ways that you can get a hold of us uh you can find us on all of the social media you can find us on instagram and twitter at nxt tlk podcast you can also email us and the email is show at t nxt tlk podcast.com um you're a patron you're going to get all the shows uh, because it is Monday. Tomorrow, you're going to actually be getting uh, the uh, midweek markout. And then there's NXT Talk, our regular show where we talk about all things NXT. There's, um, you know, Dan and Joe have their AW review. There's a SmackDown review coming. There's just so much to do, so much to talk about. Good time. Yeah, shout out the East Coast dads rocking the SmackDown review. Lots of lots of hot content at SNME Radio. Keep it posted. They're yeah. friends. That's exactly it. And we will have an announcement coming shortly about where and what we will be talking about. But Matt, in the interest of keeping stuff under an hour, I think there's a perfect time to say goodbye. Um, yes. Without further ado. He's Matt. I'm Boris. We are NXT Talk, but this time we were talking NWA. Fun show. I had fun. Perfect jumping on point. And I think there's nothing else to say. So good night. Check out YouTube Top 50 Matches WWE 2K22 Needs. Made by me. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>